Antonio, 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 Antonio. Hello FPL Surgery listeners, on this episode we will go over our reactions to the game we just passed. We'll have a discussion with the guest regarding him taking over from myself and Stefan next season. And then we'll go through listener questions which may involve Antonio times four. Who the hell we think are going to start for City against the Akeliss Bournemouth because he just got injured. Salah, is he now sellable again or is he? Uh, McColdrick is a must now that he scored two and Stanislas is the one to have. Okay, welcome back listeners to the 178th episode of the FPL Surgery Podcast. We are recording on Sunday the 12th of July 2020. Iceman here again, back with my co-host Stefan. Welcome back Stefan. Did you have Antonio? No, James. Did you have Sterling? No. Uh, me me neither. That's more or less a sum up, isn't it? Of your game week and my game week. We both haven't had either one. Uh, no, uh, I can tell you that my eight players who have played so far has less points combined than Antonio got alone. <laughs> oh, so, it's, heart- uh, it's heartbreaking. Uh, it really is. Uh, this, this, this game week was really unwatchable for me. Uh, Salah blanking against Burnley. Pope getting that yellow card at the end, which cost him four points. Mm. So I didn't even get Pope's points with the Salah blank. I, I should have started uh, Charlie Taylor over Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> uh, he if got only. twice the amount of points yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and the last thing was I, I was so concerned about my starters this game week with uh, Jimenez and his uh, pregnant wife which is due any moment I think <laughs> and De Bruyne with his knock Salah with his possible rest so I, I decided to strengthen my bench and also look ahead for the bench boost. And I brought in Foden and started him and he didn't start. So I was better off <laughs> playing Calvert-Lewin, even yeah. though he blanked. So a whole lot of nothing and a, a pretty depressing score. But there's three more game weeks left and I haven't given up on my top 100k finish. You, I was a, you have a plan. I was, a, I was top 100k before this game week, but... Uh, Let's see how how I am able to continue forward if I am going to fall into taking hits to get in a certain regime or if I'm going to try to stay cool. Mm, so maybe no walks to the to the woods maybe maybe not this no, no, no. Not so far. Anyway, let's uh, this the guest we have on this week is someone who's had nine top 20k finishes, six in the top 10k and four in the top 3k. It's a great record. His highest being 516th. He will also be one of two taking over for next year's podcast. So we can welcome to the podcast Josh Paxman. We'll go into a bit more in topic two, Josh, but how are you feeling about taking over next year? Very excited, yeah. Um, been listening to the surgery weekly, every week for uh, sort of this season and last season. But yeah, big boots to fill with, um, with you boys uh, departing at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to, to what you've got to offer with you, yourself and the other member who we won't reveal yet. We'll, we'll give that to the next podcast, so he'll be on then. But yeah, quite excited about what you've got to bring. It will be, uh, be interesting to see how, how it is without me, Bully, Stefan. It'll be, it'll be different, but I think it'll be good different. Yeah, great. I'm, I can't wait. Um, I mean, I think I'm going to be obviously playing more of the uh, Stefan role, who um, 
you know, great to uh, to be on every week, but equally I'm going to be uh, missing listening to uh, Stefan and his analysis every week because I think he's uh, he always provides some great stuff. Yeah, he always does. Um, we're going to quickly list our, our patrons. Uh, a quick thank you to them. Hon- Honourable mentions to Andy Portlock, Vince Paul, and Ron Frost. All pleasure at highest here. If you want to join our patron, it's patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Okay, let's move back to the topics now. Reactions to the game week just passed. So Antonio times four and who the hell we think are going to start for City. Salah, is he now sellable or is he? McColdrick's a must and Stanislas, just because I like, love to shout about Stanislas after he scored. Did he get that second goal in the end? Anyone know? I know he got one. Uh, he got one and one assist, didn't he? Ah, uh, he got the assist. Uh, okay. Well, some, some key noticeable stats for the game week are Salah is the third most underachiever with an extra of 0.85 with no return. Mara is just behind on 0.83. Sterling the biggest overachiever on 1.08 XG scoring 3 but that is inevitable when you score 3. Antonio's XG was 2.72 XG but Salah had a better XGI than Sterling this game. We expected goal involvement which is XGI. Salah got 1.36 whereas Sterling's was 1.22 so that's something we can talk about. Antonio had the most shots with nine, with six on target. Firmino, second for chances created on six. And the most touches in the opponent's half goes to Robertson on 75. Going to come to you first, Josh. What are your thoughts on the game which just gone and the players that you're looking at? Anything which is sticking out to you at the moment? I think we're going to talk a lot about City. Um, mm. Obviously, what's that back-to-back? Five nils now. Um, so yeah, they're looking well, uh, it, yeah. as great as ever um, without Agüero as well, which is uh, which is interesting. Sheffield United are looking, you know, back to um, back to their best this season. Um, another clean sheet, great result against Chelsea. Um, obviously, yeah, Antonio single-handedly smashed Norwich to pieces. Wolves picked up a great win. Just still looking really, really solid. I think. Yes, they lost to Arsenal 2-0, but I think they were a bit unfortunate against yeah. uh, against Sheffield United last week. Um, and yeah, Leicester yeah, got <laughs> smashed happened? by Bournemouth. Yeah. I think you know part, part of that was to do with obviously uh, Sigonu getting sent off didn't help, but still they just really haven't looked great since the uh, since the restart. Yeah, it all just collapsed for them as well in that game. Um, it was quite unfortunate. But just about Wolves, I mean, we didn't, we have shouted it a few pods now and even last week we had a question on whose defence are reliable. Now with them getting a clean sheet as well, uh, 3-0, is, was it 3-0? It was 3-0, wasn't it? They yep. just they just looked as solid as ever. What, what, what about you then, Stefan? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with the Wolves thing. They, we shouted uh, double Wolves defence and even uh, I wouldn't go against a triple wolf defense uh, mm. on the wild card last week or this week. Um, but I still think in the other end of the pitch, Jimenez was quite uh, lucky to get this penalty and he was still bad. He, he plays the cane role now. He, that means mm. he's laying deep in midfield, trying to link up and letting the other guys run. <clears throat> so I don't think that's great for FPL points. And his wife hasn't given birth yet, as far as I know. <laughs> Give so, uh, he, he, Baby watch. Yeah. Uh, I almost signed up to Instagram to check out uh, <laughs> <Absolutely>. uh, <laughs> his fiance's uh, development. Uh, but, uh, 
He might sit out a game, of course, somewhere. He's still great at getting the bonus points when he does actually score. Yeah, but two I'm, bonus. I'm, I'm not, don't fancy. I, I would rather much fancy Pope to keep him out than uh, Jimenez to score this this game week. So Jimenez is one that can go for me. Uh, other than that, the defense just seems very solid. Just, and just quickly on. Are, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Just, just quickly on Jimenez. Um, he, he did get the most attempts in the game on three. Uh, and it was just a lot of people were saying that, yeah, he is playing a, a lot deeper, but he's still just somehow getting those stats where you're thinking, well, is he worth keeping? No. He's <laughs> <laughs> not. He was the one, the one shot was the penalty, of course. The other shot, which went on goal, was an overhead kick from like, uh, 10 yards out or something, 15 yeah. or somewhere in the box. And it's, uh, I don't think that had a great XG on it. And the block shot, I don't even remember, but he yeah, has zero key passes and uh, looking no, at his No hit chances map, he, created as well. No, that, that's the key passes. And he, the, his heat map isn't good at all for a game in which Wolverhampton wins 3 0. And it goes into, we have to remember that uh, the game makes that he did score well, the couple of nine pointers in a row. He he basically scored off his only chance both games, so I still see he has been him and Wolverhampton has been bad going forward ever yeah. since the restart in my opinion. So it, it's not worth keeping eight million there. Yeah, uh, I think they're playing quite pedestrian football at the moment, um, and I think that is the difference between Wolves versus non-top six versus Wolves versus top six when they're playing top six teams that are coming at them, whether it be you know Arsenal, City, whoever. There's a lot of like, obviously helps with the fans being there as well, but it's, you know, it's a fiery game. It's intense. It's quick pace. Whereas I think when they're playing non top six teams, they normally dominate possession. And I don't think that's the way that you get the best out of Wolves. I think they're better with the other team in possession, hitting them on the break with the likes of Trey or Ray, Jimenez, etc. Unfortunately, sometimes they just don't know what to do with the ball. Yeah, they they did have fifty five percent possession against Everton, uh, fourteen shots to Everton six. I think just I don't know, maybe maybe that one player Holgate being out makes a massive difference to Everton. They just seem to be a bit on the beach, which I think we'll come to when we get to the questions. I'm going to move it on now. We we can get to certain questions which will help us talk about these things. But about the takeover, Josh. But firstly, I would like to take this opportunity to announce that obviously. Stefan is also retiring at the end of the year and will not be hosting the podcast next year. He does hope to come on as a guest, though, but I would like to thank him as he has always turned up, even when he's having a bad game week, even though he takes the game week a little bit harder than I do. But he's never <laughs> he's never been late, apart from the last episode. He's <laughs> uh, been very adaptable with times and scheduling the podcast. Brought a high-class FPL analysis to the podcast and differing opinions that has led to interesting discussions each episode. He's generated fans as well uh, that I'm sure only tune in to hear his thoughts. Uh, Never complained, always polite, well-mannered and a joy to talk to on and off the podcast regarding FPL and non-FPL. You've become my friend, Stefan, and regardless of what happens to the podcast, I think we'll always stay in touch. And you've done all this, did offer you some Patreon money. You've done it all for just the love of the game and the podcast so thank you to stefan holdstrad you will be missed come the end of the season 
Uh, that's a good, kind words, James, and I appreciate both the words and the opportunity to come home. And, yeah. uh, it's been a great experience, and I'm still looking forward to finishing this season and keeping it going until next one. Yeah, we've still got three left, so you're not going anywhere yet, mate. Don't, nope. don't run. But, but Josh, like, to bring, coming to you now, how are you going to fill Stefan's shoes? It's not going to be easy. As I said earlier, I think, you know, Stefan's provides some great analysis. I agree with a lot of what he says. A lot of the time, we have quite a similar trail of thought when it comes to FPL. So hopefully, um, you know, you're slot straight in, yeah. <laughs> provide, yeah, yeah, a little bit of Stefan, but also, you, you know, with a twist in terms of um, my own personal views on it. But yeah, no, he's going to be sorely missed by um, by by us all. And obviously, um, as a, as a listener to the pod, you know, not listening to uh, to him week- weekly anymore. Yeah, it will be different, but hopefully a good different. But you are looking forward to doing it next year. I know that we've had a few chats with you and uh, the other new host. You've also recorded your own podcast, just you two, just so that I could listen alone. So you're fully committed to the cause and you're looking forward to it and everything. Yeah, I can't wait. As I said, yeah, we've been listening to the podcast for the last two seasons. So to be on it weekly... Um, it's an amazing opportunity, and um, yeah, to fill to fill Stefan's uh, shoes. Yeah, what, what what an opportunity that is. We've done. Yeah, we did one mock pod um, myself and uh, and said other, um, and yeah, it went great. I think you guys enjoyed it, and yeah. I think we, we're going to try and get one more in before the end of the season. Before we're uh, yeah in the deep end, start of next season. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to it a lot. Right, let, let's let's move it now to the listener questions and let's get into talking about FPL. So, as we mentioned before, City, they're a big subject and what's going on, who's going to start. We had loads of questions on City. One from Emma, this week's question is the same. Who could start for City? Is it time to bring in David Silva, Stefan? Like the, we had another one here from the Hitman. Best three City assets for the last three games. Mark M. Bison also saying which three City attackers are most likely to start. Zlatan FPL said Foden, David Silva and Jesus, he reckons. FPL auto pick also says predict the starting lineup. So we've got a lot on City here. So I'm going to bring it back to you, Josh, because I know you've done, you've got some thoughts on this one. What do you reckon about the, the City lineup and who do you reckon for the last three games as well? I think for the last three, in terms of starts, it's quite hard to say at this stage. Obviously, we've got three three more game weeks to go. We've also got um, the FA Cup uh, semi-final against Arsenal um, sandwiched in there as well. Um, so that's obviously going to play a part in it. And um, I think Pep's openly admitted that that's his focus now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, in terms of starts, you know, it's a tough one. I think um, this game week coming up at home to Bournemouth, you know, a real plum fixture. Obviously, 38, they've then got home to Norwich. It's not really going to get much better than this. So you really want to triple up for both those fixtures and 37, but it's also about getting it right. Um, I think for the Bournemouth game coming up, I think attacking-wise, um, probably a lot of people are thinking David Silva. Um, he's been rested. Um, I think he probably will also... Um, you know, definitely play 38 as well because it should be his final game for City, um, definitely final league game. Um, so I think, yeah, David Silva is a great shout for this week coming up. I think Foden again because he was rested. And then the other one really, I'll probably go with one of the one of the more premium picks out of, you know, Sterling or uh, or KDB, probably Sterling. I think he's slightly, slightly more well-rested. 
um, than KDB. Um, yeah, if yeah. he did, if he did, if Sterling did get benched this week, that would have been two benchings in the last three, which I can't personally see happening. That's that's he a good, really good point. That. that is a good point you listed before the pod. I know Stefan had some thoughts on uh, regarding that one. What, what do you reckon, Stefan? Well, first of all, I agree that uh, David Silva is a great asset now because he's going to start this game week, and you have to imagine he starts a game week thirty-eight and probably plays almost the whole game. So he, he's a, he's a great one. I'm um, I'm starting. Maybe it's a bit subject, sub, sub, subjective, uh, but I think Foden might be sort of a trap, and I. I'm not very happy I brought him in. I um, I would much rather try to aim for someone like David Silva because Foden, he he could start or he should start against Bournemouth, but then it's a guessing game. He probably shouldn't start against Watford and who knows if he starts against Norwich in game 38. That's a, that's really a big question and and the trick to figuring out Pep is to figure out what team is going to play versus Arsenal in the FA Cup. Yeah, I think he's going to play his best team in that one. Yeah, so you you should guess the guess the lineup for that game, and you probably have your guys for the Bournemouth game. Yeah. Uh, so I think Sterling, as you said, he should start, uh, given that he's played so little. And actually, both Sterling, Jesus. And Morris are great options because the only real competition for those three spots are Foden, given that Sané left and Aguero is injured. Maybe Bernardo Silva gets to play in the front three, but I guess uh, it's a tough one. And even though Sterling has started both, uh, was rested a couple of games ago, either him, Jimenez, uh, him, Jesus, or Morris will miss out against Bournemouth, is my guess, since Foden should probably come in. So so uh, maybe Morris misses out, maybe Jesus misses out, but I would stay away from Morris and Jesus, at least for this game week. Yeah, I, I've got a view where I think he's going to play his best team uh, against Arsenal, which is two days after the Bournemouth game, as uh, Josh mentioned. So I reckon that... KDB is probably I know he did come off at 60 but he's probably due a rest as well I do even think that Sterling could be rested so I I see the main three starting against Arsenal being uh, De Bruyne Sterling and Mahrez seeing that David Silva will start this game coming up Uh, even uh, Bernardo Silva might start as well and I could even see him bringing in the likes of uh, Gundogan as well (laughs) maybe he's going to finally put him in that number 9 position so I am a bit scared <laughs> scared about this game. I think they're going to go into this game against Bournemouth and think we can play anyone against them. The, yeah, they've beaten Leicester 4-1, but it's not to say that they're, they're not beatable by City. City are just going to annihilate them in my eyes. It doesn't matter who they're going to play. But I think you need to be worried about um KDB, Sterling and Mahrez. Now, I don't want to put worry in too many people's heads because they could all play and then it could shoot me in the foot next week. But... I just I'm looking at that Arsenal game I, and worrying about that. Go on. I got to say I, I I do believe if I were to guess the lineup, at least the front three spots would be Foden on the left, yeah. Sterling down the middle, and Morris on the right. Because uh, what we've seen since the restart is of and after Aguero got injured, and even before he got injured, uh, Jesus actually started the game versus. Arsenal, which was a surprise to, to, to many many people. 
And the, the role that Jesus had in that game was to basically take out Gendouzi to avoid, uh, uh, to, to not allow Arsenal to play out from the back. And he had the same kind of role against uh, Chelsea and also versus Liverpool. So my guess is, and he's starting maybe, someone mentioned on Twitter or, or in Slack, uh, maybe it was uh, Banana Nose Maldonado, who said that uh, Jesus is underrated because he makes the whole team better. Aguero is better than Jesus to score goals and, and those things, but Jesus makes things flow much better. Uh, a bit similar to maybe Firmino. Uh, of course, uh, he scores more than Firmino, but... But I think uh, Jesus will be an integral part, and I don't think City will line up with Sterling as a striker either against Arsenal in the FA Cup or against Real Madrid in the Champions League. So my guess is Jesus misses out uh, this this game week. Sterling starts, Morris starts, and Foden starts, which is also backed up by uh, Pep saying way before the Arsenal game, I think, again, that... Uh, both Morris and Sterling was the type of guys who could play basically every game. They, uh, they don't get tired. They can run and run and run, a bit like Salah and Mane. So I think I may be talking myself into liking Sterling more for this game than I probably should. <laughs> but, but the, the other, the other uh, argument is, of course, against Sterling, uh, where he has set out a few of these really juicy home games. Mm. That's the that's that would be the only slight worry with Sterling. I mean, the conversation so far sounds contradicting for quite a lot, and I, I don't think we're giving the listeners much faith at the moment. <laughs> um, Josh, any any faith you can give that we we know who's going to play the next couple of games? I think um, what Stefan said about who he thinks will play Arsenal is actually quite, it's quite a good way to do it is actually to work, work backwards. Yeah. Um, I think we've seen the way that Pep sets up against those top six teams. He often plays um, two holding midfielders with KDB as like a number 10 um, kicking on forward. So you probably will likely against Arsenal in the FA Cup see Gundogan and Rodri sitting with KDB in front of them. And then, yeah, the front three should be Mares, um, Jesus and Sterling. That is, for me, their, you know, their top team. Um, and then, yeah, with regards to this week, um, I know we had um, some questions about, you know, what do you think the eleven will be? Um, which was uh, which was interesting. So I did a bit of a, a bit of a rough a rough draft of what I, what I expected to be. It'll probably be wildly wrong, but I think he'll make. He, he said six or seven changes. I think it'll be more like eight. Um, so obviously Edison in goal. I think the back four will completely change um, to. It will be Cancelo, Stones, Otamendi, Zinchenko, um, and then midfield. Um, three in the middle, I think, will completely change again. I think it'll be Gundogan, Fernandinho, David Silva. And then front three, I think Bernardo Silva, Sterling in the middle, Foden on the left. I think it'll be weak and they don't need to, they don't need to, uh, you know, use any more than that in terms of it's at home to Bournemouth and they're not really playing for anything. So I, I agree with that. Uh, I just have a feeling that I just got a weird feeling that Sterling's going to be, uh, 
rested instead and Jesus will play. He came off earlier in the last game. But you look at the, the lineup that they um started against Arsenal in game week thirty was it thirty plus? Um and they had Jesus Sterling and they had Bernardo Silva. Um he no, sorry, he was on the bench. So they had they had Jesus, Sterling and Mares. Mares, yeah, that was it. And then obviously De Bruyne um Gundogan and Rodri. Rodri. Yeah, that was the ones. So, yeah, I do think you should work backwards. So, <clears throat> if you have faith in that particular theory, then go for it and uh, <laughs> you know, predict who you think is going to start. Obviously, Josh has given a nice line out there and um, reasoning behind I, it. I, go on. I would agree with the, that lineup, except I think Gundogan plays against Arsenal in the FA Cup and don't play versus Bournemouth. Because as you said, I think De Bruyne will be the furthest ahead of the midfielders versus Arsenal. And he will have uh, Rodri and Gundogan sitting a bit back. And and I'm checking the minutes now. And Gundogan played 90 versus Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah. So so, uh, he he fits the pattern for Arsenal. And if that's the case, I don't think he will play against Bournemouth uh, a couple of days earlier. It makes no sense to me. So I think... Either even Bernardo Silva there or De Bruyne gets another start. Most likely De Bruyne, I think, because he's uh, have some records to to crush, right? <laughs> yeah, and he had he only got sixty minutes in the last game. Yeah, right. Are, are we summed up on City now? Um, I think we are. Let's move on to to the next kind of big subject at the moment. So a lot of people are free hitting. So the first question here is from Mark at on M Bison twenty two saying lots of people are free hitting this week. Can you go through your ideal free hit team, explaining your reasons for picking each player? That sounds like a, a long podcast, Mark. But we also have one here from uh, two point saying free hit team for game week thirty six, and also Zoe is saying when to play your free hit and possible free hit draft so I'm going to come back to you Josh as well because I know you've prepared something for this one what do you reckon on free hit for this game week do you think now is probably the best time or do you reckon game week 38 and also what what team do you reckon this game week I think 38 personally it's just more fun um, I think that it's quite tough to predict some of the lineups particularly obviously City v Bournemouth yeah I'd, I'd go 38 yeah I've done a bit of a team so in terms of Goalkeeper, I think you've got some great options there. Pope at home to Wolves, who we've said are quite blunt in attack at the moment. Fabianski at home to Watford, like that one. McCarthy at home to Brighton. They'd probably be my three picks. I think they're all good. None of them are particularly expensive. Um, back three, I, I couldn't leave out Trent. I think you've got to have him um, obviously just being rested as well. Um, I've gone with double Chelsea defence at home to Norwich, um, as Piliqueta and Reese James. Five in midfield, so I've gone triple City midfield, Sterling, Foden and David Silva. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, just because he's on fire. Um, and Pulisic over Willian, because I think potentially now Jorginho's got back into the team because um, of Kante's injury. Pulis- um, William may lose penalties. Uh, purely that's why I've gone for um, Pulisic. And then up front, I've gone for Ings and gone for Olivia Giroud, but that means I've got four Chelsea players. So <laughs> you're cheating. a Chelsea fan, so, by um, chance. <laughs> yeah, that's cheating. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go with Vardy. Yeah, so I think that's that's probably what I'd be looking at for 36 um, as a free hit. I mean, so much budget left, but... 
you know, um, there's some great enablers at the moment. I don't think you need to worry about it, really. And I, I personally wouldn't triple up on United. I mean, yes, you can argue that Crystal Palace are on the beach, but I'd go all in on City and Chelsea, really. Yeah, what, what, what do you reckon of that then, Stefan, of that team? I think uh, oh, that team's great. I think I would maybe have gone more uh, Chelsea attack, uh, switch out one of the defenders. I think it's easy to forget how bad Norwich are yeah. uh, when <laughs> we look at... We think Chelsea's performance was bad against Sheffield United, and it were. And that's the last game we looked at, so we sort of think, ah, Chelsea, eh, whatever. But then we, we forgot that some hours earlier we, we saw Antonio score four goals against Norwich. So I still think I would have gone all in on Chelsea, either both Giroud or Pulisic William or just Pulisic plus William. Uh, William. And I think you could the midfield will be crowded. But if you like, uh, pick the two City guys you think are most likely to start. Maybe if you like Sterling, go for Sterling and David Silva. And put Fernandes in there, as you pretty much are taking a you're taking a big risk. But if you if you want to climb the ranks, you can of course leave out some some of those guys. Well, one uh, player I from think, from Chelsea, yeah. which I think people really should consider, is Aspilicueta. Looking at just the amount of touches yep. he he's been getting of the ball in in the he's second for touches in the opponent's half this last game week and. Touches overall, he's top, so it just shows how well involved he is. So if he's playing Norwich, you think he's going to be involved in, and they're going to be scoring goals and he's going to be pushing forward. So I would definitely have him on a free hit as well. Yeah, he, he should be in there. And, and I like uh, 36 for free hit. I, I was kind of hoping we would get some clear answers on the City team with regards to some players maybe not starting against Brighton, but he, he played... A t- maybe a too strong of a team to be sure of the starters, but getting three City players, the guys you want in there, getting Ings, getting uh, the Chelsea guys, it it could work out. And for example, if you own uh, Alexander Arnold and Salah, uh, it's it makes sense to keep those guys for a game in 38 when they play Newcastle away, which could also be a pretty good fixture for them. And uh, but uh, on the other hand, the great argument for 38 is, you can, if you, is that you can get rid of the United players away to Leicester. But now Leicester is out to Suonju, and who knows what's going to happen with them. So maybe 38 isn't as bad for United anyways. Yeah, and you were also saying before how um, Leicester just don't seem to be playing well before this game, the last game, uh, that from the restart so they could be going back to that they seem to be bottling this top four thing at the moment so that yeah Yeah. i I agree it still could be a good pick against them um i do think game week 38 is more of a tempter for me i mean if you if you've got city assets now which you definitely will have at least one of them then you you know you hope that they're going to start you just don't no. And then in that last game week, we hope to get some leaked news. And actually, Bernardo's Bernardo mentioned it today in saying that the, the leaked news is actually spoiling the game a little bit because people know who to go for. So I, yeah. I, I agree with him on that. I think that, yeah, I think you've got to put together your, um, assumptions and, you know, predict who you think's going to start. But getting all this not, uh, information is making it too easy for people. But, you know, we may get it for that game week. 38 there's there's some people saying that we won't but there's 
you, we might get it. So if we do, can you imagine the advantage those free hitters would have for game week 38? I mean, I haven't got my free hit and I'm a little bit jealous if people have got it and they are going to play at that length last game week. And if they do get that leaked information, it's just going to be, you know, the amount of points that you can score from it. I just think that if you spend your free hit this game week and save transfer the next game week, you will have two free transfers and with maybe a hit, you can do quite a lot with the early team news with, say, three free transfers or three transfers uh, for game week 38 as well. It all depends on your team, I guess. But uh, a lot of guys uh, like Pope has a great game in 38, uh, Liverpool guys, even Charlie Taylor. Hmm. Uh, the Spurs guys, City, and can you really sell Fernandez on a free hit, regardless of which week you play it? <laughs> uh, it's tough. It is tough, yeah. But um, one to one to consider. I hope uh, we've helped you there, Mark Two Point and Zoe. Uh, right, we're going to move on to the next question now. So Sega is asking. Um, Sekar uh, is asking, is it worth using a triple captain chip on KDB this week? If not, whom? So a really tricky question um, because you know, we just don't know if KDB is going to play. And I know in the latest games, he hasn't been moving as far forward as we've wanted him to. So it kind of puts me off even putting the captain on him. What are your thoughts on that, Josh yeah. and KDB and who to put that uh, triple captain chip on? Um, I wouldn't do it this week. Um, if you're looking to put it on a city asset, I wouldn't do it this week. I think it's too too risky um, to predict the lineup there. I'd still go 38. I mean, while we all uh, don't, don't don't always show how fun it is, we do play this game for fun, unbelievably. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, I think you know, why not go out with a bang game week 38? If you've got a chip left, great. You know, good for you for keeping hold of it. You know, go go out on thirty eight. Thirty eight also. But what was if you're using free hit on that on thirty eight? <laughs> well, then yeah, then it's another. It's uh, tricky, isn't it? Another conversation, but I mean, I think you know, I don't know. I'd probably go. I'd probably go Bruno thirty seven, maybe at home to West Ham. I don't know. That's not too. I, I, I you know, if we can get some Chelsea league line up this week, I don't think Pulisic at home to Norwich is the worst worst triple captain. That's really. exactly who I was going to say. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was going to say Chelsea. Surely, it's not the worst one. You you want to guarantee whoever it is. I mean, how heartening would it be that you know uh, you, you go for someone and then they're benched? But yes, if you if you if you've only got one chip, I'd one hundred percent say for the last game week and. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd potentially even put it on David Silva. What, what, a, yeah. <laughs> what a lovely romantic story that would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, the funny thing is with David Silva is he'll get majority of the game, then he'll get pulled off, you know, to uh, no applause because there's no stat. <laughs> no <stat-up. laughs> so he won't need to come off early because there's no one to applaud him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but you know that if they're 2-0 up, even if, to be honest, even if it's nil-nil, and they get a pen. He's going to yeah, get. Yeah. He's going to get it. He'll manage to rack up some ridiculous score, and you know that he's guaranteed um, to start. To start. <laughs> yeah. I, I think my 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 free hit thirty eight team is going to look rather nostalgic. I'm going to go for Leighton Baines at home to Bournemouth. <laughs> he's probably going to be retiring or something. He's going to be on all pens. <laughs> David Silver at home to Norwich. He's oh, going to be on Baines all pens. Signed, signed an extinction, I think. Did he? he said it on the game today. Oh, did he? All right. One, one more year. 
getting a few uh, a few old boys in there and see see them rack up <laughs> yeah. a few scores. It'd be like the uh, like the good old days. Yeah. What what, what do you yeah. reckon then, Stefan, on triple captain? Uh, I agree that if you have several ships left, like the triple captain and the free hit, uh, if you get news leaked from the Chelsea lineup and Pulisic starts, he would be a a fun pick. He has the tendency to dribble himself into problems, but against Norwich, I don't think there's a, a big problem dribbling away against the defenders. So I like Pulisic, or, or or if not, I would also do David Silva in game week 38. He's, he's most likely going to be my captain in 38, so I'm going to back him for trip <laughs> captain as well. Yeah, you're going to love that one, aren't you? Especially if, seeing if he scores a penalty or something. Yeah, I predicted that. You'll hold your hand up. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. There's nothing much more I can add on that one. Uh, we'll move on to the next question then. So, Ollie Lewinsky from our Slack as well is saying, is it worth using a transfer each week to bring in a City player that has just been benched to then captain them as they are scoring for fun? So, I think we kind of summed up a little bit on City there. Yeah, we're not quite sure on this particular game week, but yeah, yeah well, we we are. We, you can if you if you are able to transfer in David Silva this game week. Captain oh, yeah, 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 I reckon yeah. that. Yeah, he's definitely, he definitely seems like a sure starter. Because he's not getting penalties this week, though. You don't reckon? <laughs> no, 38, he's getting everything. Mm. Yeah, who's going to take the penalty when Morris is on the bench and De Bruyne is on the bench? <laughs> Sterling, he can't take penalties. We know that from the Wolves game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll be good yeah, good good. Yeah, yeah, if, good if he plays, yeah. if he plays, it will be him. That's for sure. Yeah, but we, yeah, we, we reckon he's going to start against Arsenal, don't we? So yeah, it's uh, another, yeah. another tricky But one. I think uh, I think you can easily you can do that tactic. And if I didn't have my bench boost, that is probably something I would have done. To the, be the, fair, the, the thing I would advise on that is is go to the top of the budget, um, as in basically have one of your spots at the top of the city budget so obviously sterling and then you can come down from that to whoever you want so you can come down to to, to kdb to david silver to foden to mares whatever so whoever is the flavor of that week because they got rested the previous week you know you can go to anyone whereas you know someone like foden you can't move him to anyone because he's so cheap yeah 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 just to back that up as well obviously City, they're top for all stats at the moment, top for goals as well since the restart. So there is a reasoning why Ollie asked that question. So it's very tempting to, if you're able to, then go for it. Got another question here from Jay Ross saying, are, uh, are there any teams you officially classify as on the beach? Everton, do you reckon? Definitely. Yeah. I, th- I thought they looked absolutely awful today. Um, I mean, you know, Richarlison looked like he was just about to throw all his toys out of the pram. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's a shadow of his former self this season. Um, they're not looking good defensively. Pickford's got plenty of blunders in him. They look awful. I don't know what's happened because Ancelotti's one of the best managers in the game. And, you know, he's he's um, he's great normally attacking-wise. I mean, when he was Chelsea manager, we scored, lo- we scored loads of goals. And, and, you know, obviously since he took over Everton, they were great goal scoring. They were racking up big chances after big chances and now it's just all fallen to pot so I really hope he gets a good budget um, in the short transfer window to, to um, you know get some good signings in and stop playing players like Alex Awobi and Theo Walcott because it's, yeah. it's embarrassing ex-Arsenal ex- rejects yeah, it just yeah. Work, what, what about I, I agree with the Everton one what about Crystal Palace Stefan you think they're on the beach as well they seem to be yeah, by the looks of it yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, like they're not going down. They're on forty-two points. They're um, nine points away from relegation. You can't. Yeah, they, they can't physically. Can they go down? Uh, I don't know if they can because then both teams. Anyway, oh, they just they can't. Out. Yeah, they're, they're out of the way. So yeah, Crystal Palace. Uh, I think Newcastle are still giving it a good go, even though they lost against Watford. But <clears throat> and Southampton are playing quite well. So probably Everton and Crystal Palace for me. Yeah, that would be the two. The other one I did have actually was um, when we, when I was prepping for the pod was Brighton, but for every goal that Bournemouth put in against Leicester, I gradually crossed it out more and more and more. <laughs> yeah. um, but until until obviously Bournemouth got the, the three points earlier, um, I actually thought Brighton would be a great shout because they look safe. Um, and you know, as you know, you can see the last their last two results. Um, obviously, they got beaten five 0 by City. Um, and three one by Liverpool. Yeah. Um, so it could, you know it was a massive difference. Um, to they, what they, they were still like look like they're playing football, don't they? I mean, obviously they gave it a good go against uh, Liverpool and failed, but they they look like they're still trying at least. So yeah, I, I'm not quite sure on them. I think they're now that they're you know, Bournemouth's getting closer. I don't think they're they're going to be right. Uh, all again. Yeah. Let, let's move into the next question then. So Emma is saying, um, should Vardy be kept or sold? Now they play. Sheffield United at home next obviously Sheffield United improving in defensively uh, in the last few games so Stefan what do you reckon on Vardy Kept? Uh, I hope everyone who brought Vardy in for this game already thought about this uh, so they had had a plan either to keep for the rest of the season or move on along to someone like Ings or Jesus he's in the same price bracket as Jesus so I think Transferring him in would be a pretty decent option, although he's one of the guys I'm not really sure will start. Hmm. Uh, and you can't really go wrong uh, keeping Vardy either. So uh, Leicester still needs wins. They, they probably need to win the last three games now against Sheffield United, Tottenham and Manchester United. That will be very tough. And Sheffield United look to be back on their usual form this, this game week. So... Vardy is dispensable, but it's a matter of how many transfers you got available. But I would, uh, if you had an extra transfer, I wouldn't mind transferring transferring him out for Danny Ings. Yeah, which which is something I, I'm looking at myself. I mean, I was looking at keeping for this game against Sheffield, but there's something making me yeah. think about it a bit closer because I was going to move out Jimenez for Ings. Out of the two, uh, Josh, mm. you, you can answer this first and then come back to you, Stefan. Who would you transfer out of Vardy and Jimenez to go Ings? Jimenez. Um, I'd keep Vardy. Um, bit of a bit of a weird reason. Um, he's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Um, and I don't know if oh, you yeah, remember true. when he scored against them early in the season away, he went nuts when he scored and he went right over to their fans. Um, and um, I was just reading up about him. He actually came through the Sheffield Wednesday Academy and they released him at 16 because he was too small. Um, and oh. yeah, he's, he's been a, he's been a Wednesday fan sort of before, obviously, because he obviously lived in that area and ever since. So um, going for the golden boot, playing against, you know, his uh, his boyhood club's arch rival, he will be well up for it. I'll definitely keep him in versus Jimenez. He's clearly got baby brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I, I do agree. 
sell sell him in and yeah. keep Guardiola those two. That that is my current plan. I mean, you just look at the last game. He he could have had two against Bournemouth before half time uh, if it wasn't for Ake yeah. making in that great challenge. So he had most attempts in the game and- with five as well. So. Yeah, Leicester were actually very comfortable at halftime, yeah. and then so- something really something bad happened, happened that yeah. minute <laughs> with Schmeichel and his nonsense, and yeah. then Soyuncu kicking Wilson back <laughs> in the goal, <laughs> making just, sure that, yeah, yeah, making sure. I just want to get it out of the way. We don't want top four, so I'm <laughs> kicking you, mate. Yeah, just completely <laughs> collapsed. It was remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just kept giving the ball away, and then yeah, just lost four yeah. one. So yeah, it's we... a game game of two halves. So Bournemouth did the same the first uh, half, trying to set up Vardy as best they could with some yeah. back passes yeah. straight to Vardy and stuff. But the rules turned at halftime. So so bring in Stanislas is what you're saying, yeah. Stanislas, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, you you agree with that, don't you, Josh? Yeah, I thought so. So, right, let, let's move on to the next question then. So, Kaza at FPL underscore Kaza is saying, should we be more brave now and try to predict benchings like the TAA one and possibly KDB and Mara's this game week? So, yeah, the KDB and Mara's one is anyone's game, but the TAA one was almost predictable, wasn't it? So, <clears throat> a lot of people still started TAA. You. You two being two of them, I assume. Obviously, I don't have TA because I'm insane. But um, <laughs> the you two started TA, did you? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I had uh, Charlie Taylor, so I figured uh, TAA cameo is better than Charlie <laughs> Taylor. But yeah. I, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I think it's, I think it comes down to um, what your other options are on that given game week. I don't think there's a, a set yeah. rule. Yeah. Case by case, my choices were were hit TAA or Joel Ward or Lascelles. So <laughs> I went with TAA. So uh, yeah, and he Is almost he, got an assist yeah. as well. Uh, if Salah yeah. could, uh, I don't know, strike it harder, he's really just passed it to the keeper. Whereas TAA came on and set him up. So yeah, he could have got an assist as well. He's still there, still there was also rumours that um, he might be deployed in a different position before the end of the season, and I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But you know, um, with with Henderson out, there was rumours that he was going to potentially play oh, in the uh, in the middle, and if that happened. I mean, the Ugh. thought of not owning him, you know, just be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, the thought of not owning him, yeah, yeah, never comes to my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, like, we, we can predict benchings. We are getting closer to predicting certain teams, but you can't do it with every team, can you? It is still tricky. Um, you never know what's going to happen. Like, the Arsenal game today, we looked... Good in the first half against um, Spurs, and Spurs looked good as well. It was like a good game to and fro in, but second half it was really leggy. They both teams just looked kind of knackered, and Spurs looked actually the fitter out of the two. So that's why they won. They, they I think they deserved it actually. But the it, you know teams are getting tired, and I think there will be a few more injuries coming up now. People need to be aware of that as well. So it's I don't think that it's still going to be easy to predict these benchings. Um, like not everyone was going to predict TA was going to be completely benched. So there was rumours about it, but no one was completely sure on it. So it is tough, Kaza. Right, move on to the next question then. So FPL DC is saying, is it time to lose Salah for the upcoming tough fixtures? They're saying uh, Sterling is looking extremely tasty for the rest of the season. So, the Salah on and off train, Stefan, like, you're keeping by the sounds of it from the start of the pod. Are you completely not even in your head to remove him? 
Uh, it's of course an option, but I I have too few free, free transfers left this season, so yeah. Salah pretty much stays for me. And it's uh, I guess, and if again, if you have a bunch of free transfers uh, laying around, not costing you any points, Salah to Sterling for the last three game weeks seems like a decent shout. However, you're it's a bit of how what type of manager you are again because you're basically selling. Uh, three secure starts and 90 minutes in all games or close to 90 minutes in all games versus who knows how many minutes Sterling is going to get over the last three. And uh, and it's a, I have no clear answer on that one. But of course you can sell Salah to, to Sterling this game week. Yeah, let's go back to what we were talking about before and that stat that I listed with Salah's XGI being 1.36, only scoring two FPL points and Sterling's was 1.22. And what did he get, 21 um, points this game week? Um, yeah. So it's to show the listeners that Salah could probably get this amount of chances and uh, you know create chances as well, so he could score in nearly any game week. He's done it for the last two seasons, and I'm sure he's still wanting to try and go for the golden boot as well. So he's not gonna he's not gonna back down or you know slow down at all. So there will always be that type of um, no matter who he plays, he can do it against anyone. So you you would expect something in. You know, these three games. You're not going to expect nothing. Whereas Sterling, you maybe have a little bit of a higher ceiling. But what do you reckon then, Josh? Um, I think it comes down to captaincy, personally. Um, I wouldn't captain him any of the three remaining game weeks, Salah. I don't personally care if he's on for the Golden Boot or not by that point. I think 36, you're likely to captain a City player at home to Bournemouth. 38, you're likely to captain a City player at home to Norwich. Yeah. And then 37, you're definitely not going to probably look at Liverpool at home to Chelsea, who obviously got a lot to play for. So I think if you're happy with your captain, um, then keep him. If you're not happy with your captain, get rid of him for someone that you are. Um, the likes of Sterling, obviously, probably being you know the optimal for for next game week i i still think that salah is a strong captain option for this game week against arsenal just the way the way yeah. he looks really leggy and just not really you know our defense is always prone to really bad errors which we were against spurs so against liverpool you're really going to suffer if you make any errors against them as brighton showed Would you reckon i guess one 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 interesting thing about that that I've just thought of is is um is the FA Cup. Do Arsenal play a weakened team against Ooh. Liverpool because they're going to play City in the semi because yeah. they've got nothing to play for in the league? Yeah, it's true. It's another, another great point. And if so, and if that's the case, then yeah, you're right. Like Liverpool's record against Arsenal in recent years under Klopp has been insane. They normally like you know put three or four past them. But yeah, if they if they put out a weakened team, then yeah, it could be could be a cricket score. Yeah, there is something on you know Arsenal not really playing for the league, and they've only got the FA Cup to go for. I mean, like the FA Cup for me, I don't think we're going to win regardless of even if we do manage to get past City. Yeah, we've got Chelsea or United to play who are 
going to again be really tough opponents for us but in the league if the this man city thing if they do get the ban then eighth spot will get europa league so we're still challenging for that Tottenham just gone above us so they're two points above us in eighth and we're in ninth so there is that question mark as well whether or not they will play a weakened team what do you reckon stefan uh, it's an interesting idea i haven't thought of it so Maybe it is that Arsenal will focus on the FA Cup and play a weaker team. And as Josh said, they looked leggy. Or maybe you said it, James, but <laughs> at least they looked they looked leggy. And they have one day less rest from Liverpool. And Liverpool didn't exactly play a physical game against Burnley. They didn't run too much. They were basically having the ball and trying to score and Pope denying them. So <laughs> they should be more fresh maybe than Arsenal. So... Triple Captain Salah is what you're saying. <laughs> no, but the interesting thing is if if you turn around and go back to game week three where Liverpool played Arsenal at home, uh, that was the game week where a lot of people still captain Salah at home to Arsenal over Man City as at away to Norwich. Although, of course, oh, away to Bournemouth was that game week. Uh, sorry, Norwich was, Norwich was later. But I think uh, Salah was the standout captain option for game week three. Even though we had Arsenal, Arsenal were home. a lot worse back then as well. Though. That was another David Silver game, wasn't it? Yeah. David Silver, David Luiz yeah. game. Yeah. David Luiz game. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. did he give away a penalty and then uh, he just played yeah, it. The best. Let Salah just ran past him a couple yeah. of times, and, and I still think that can happen. And I think Son today, Son, Son did today what Salah can do. Yeah. Uh, come midweek, and and the the problem I would have if I were to transfer out Salah, which is of course an option, do I? Do I still captain Sterling if I bring him in? <laughs> am I am I sure enough for a start, or am I sat there with a, a benched Sterling? I feel like I'm in a circle type of oh, what to do. Yeah, but I think <laughs> so. So for my part, I'm I'm going to just cut that, and I'm going to say Salah's place. He had plays ninety minute minutes. I, I just hope De Bruyne and Foden will start for for my team, and just go with it and. Close my eyes, and uh, <laughs> I don't know who I would Sounds like a plan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds I think, like a plan. Cool. I think to counteract the Salah to Sterling captain transfer, which was originally my idea uh, for for this upcoming game week, you know, first of all, with Sterling, is he going to start? Don't know. Is he going to play ninety minutes? Unlikely. Um, and with Salah, he's going to play ninety minutes. Is going after the golden boot. It's like it's a lot. It's a lot of a, it's a lot safer pick, really. Yeah, yeah. And you know, also when it comes to thirty-seven, he's going to start, and thirty-eight, he's going to start. Whereas Sterling again is a question mark for both those game weeks as well. Yeah, and, and thirty-seven versus Chelsea will be an interesting game because I think Chelsea will maybe have to try to win that game. And they're not playing well defensively, are they? So no. They could also be tired after the FA Cup game against United. Yeah, yeah, who knows? But I think Chelsea and United will play mainly secondary teams in the FA Cup. They both agree, let's try to play our reserves <laughs> and see who wins. There's no chance that's going to happen. I'm not sure because I, um, I think United have still got, obviously, the Europa League to play for, whereas Chelsea haven't. Um, I think we've got to play our second leg still against Bayern Munich. We were like four 0 down or something, so we're basically out. Um, and I think Lampard would love to get a bit of silverware. 
Um, and let's be honest, we know the likely chances City are going to win the FA Cup, but I think he'd love to get to the final and, and, and have that on his first season in charge. Would we sacrifice top four, though? I, I don't think uh, either uh, Lampard or Solskjaer is allowed to do that by their board <laughs> or something. <laughs> because there's way too much money and way too much prestige in the Champions League. And uh, I think they will throw everything for the Champions League. No, I agree with that. I think he's, but uh, you know, I think it, it does mean a lot to, to Chelsea and to Lampard. And I think the thing is with, with us, though, is that we've got such a big squad at the moment that yeah. our second team doesn't really look like our second team, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Abraham or Giroud and, 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 you know, mixing up the sort of the guys in the, in the middle centre midfield, it's, it still looks really strong. You start to play the likes of Kovacic, Loftus Cheek. You know, they're great players to have there. So I still think we can, yeah, give them a good game and, and potentially win the tie with, you know, a bunch of players rested, really. Yeah, I agree. But they, they will save their maybe best 11 for Liverpool, mm. it's my guess. So yeah, they won't be too too tired for, for a Liverpool game. But still, I think they have to win and Salah can easily do something there. But but no Captain Salah in 37, of course. That uh, seems to be more of a certain Bruno guy again, maybe. <laughs> a certain Bruno, yeah. Yeah, but I think uh, it's, a, it's a tough one. And I think it, yet again, selling Salah or not come down, comes down to which type of manager are you? Yeah. Are you the kind of manager who doesn't, uh, think twice about taking a hit to go for the high ceiling of course sell Salah and be happy with it but if you're more conservative I don't see a big reason to to ship out Salah either yep great advice um, uh, you've been talking for the last five minutes and I've been yeah, sorry. bursting for a piss so I'm going to go <laughs> so we will be right back for the other space And welcome back from the Arsenal Spitz Break. Are we going to talk about the partner check now of the spider walking up my leg? What the hell? Anyway, so Mikhail Tokvam's algorithm. He has looked at my team and saying, amazing front eight, but your defence is still poo. He used a worse word than that after not listening to earlier advice. So, sorry, Mikhail, but sometimes I don't. So he reckons Van Dyke to Luca Dean or... Kiko to Luca Dean is potential, but the other option would be to get Ings and he's listing Jimenez to Ings. So that's exactly what I'm doing. So we'll move it straight to transfers and captains. I am doing Jimenez to Ings and I think my captain is currently on Salah, but I am tempted by Vardy after what you said earlier, Josh. What about you? What are you doing for transfers and captains, captains? Um, my two thoughts are either going Salah to Sterling, captain, or Jimenez to Ings, which I think is going to be a very popular transfer this week. Um, I think captain options really could be Fernandez again, uh, Salah, uh, if I've, got, I've still got him, or Sterling if, if, if I go for him. I think Ings is a good captain option as well. I don't think that many will go for it, but I don't see why not really yeah. going for the golden boot. I think it's a quite quite an interesting looking game week coming up. Yeah, and 
You're not settled on your captain, then? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's wait. Let's wait for the captaincy polls to come out. Uh, I think okay. it's quite interesting at the moment to see when the captaincy polls come out and you see Fernandez at the top. You know that basically you've got a choice. If you if you want to benefit from his points, you captain him. If you're happy to uh, go against the uh, the crowd, then you can go for someone else. So I'll, I'll see what's see what's occurring there and um, and then and then decide whether I need to go with Sterling instead of Salah or, or or I can do the luxury transfer of him and his twings. Okay, and what about you, Stefan? Well, I I messed up last game week with bringing in Foden to strengthen my bench uh, because I was worried about rotation. And a part of me really, really, really wants to just redo that and pretend I have two free transfers this week and do the moves I would have done then, which had been Jimenez to Ings and my bench fodder midfielder to David Silva uh, and maybe then captain David Silva. So I wish I owned David Silva. I wish I owned Pulisic for the captain. And I wish I had my true free transfers, but <laughs> since I only have one, I think I'm going to just go Jimenez to Ings. Uh, I think Jimenez is pretty much done for. And Ings should be great because Southampton plays a great pressing game. And I think Brighton has just shown us over the last couple of weeks they, they, that they still try to play out from the back and they're still not very good at it. And Inks should be able to snap up some balls and and get those goals. So he, he as Josh said, he, he could be a good captain option. It's just a bit strange to captain Inks. Other than that, I, I don't trust De Bruyne as a captain. I don't trust Foden as a captain because he had all the minutes. I should maybe trust Fernandes as the captain again, Bruno Fernandes. Let's see how he does versus Southampton. Other than that, Salah away to Arsenal. That might tempt me. Most that he was my go-to captain, and I, I'm he's, not sure. He's I'm not due. Sure. He's due, isn't he? Because it's due. I'm gonna wake up again uh, on the Tuesday. Is the deadline and do something completely different than I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about here. I'm sure of it. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, we uh, can't compare this Arsenal team against the uh, Arsenal team which Liverpool played in. I think it was game week three or four or whatever it was, but. Um, he did score two goals against Arsenal back then. It's just that Arsenal were looking a little bit leggy now, which I'm very tempted to to go him. I've just got the, the spider has come back and it's crawling up my leg again. I put it to one side <laughs> because I didn't want to kill it and I wanted to put it out the window. <laughs> it's come back. I'm just going to leave it to crawl around. Sorry, uh, distracted by the spider. Sorry, listeners. Right, if you want to join our um podcast publicly the code is cccjk2 that's still active we will list that next week we're going to go to the feedback box now so fpl dj has put um another top pod guys your pod is amongst the elite pods out there very informative and gives a great expert views on certain players so thank you very much G- dj very much appreciated we don't have any alexa's after thoughts for this episode because these thing is still on holiday but the other questions are uh, FPL Mikey has put um, so Iceman Stanislas yeah what, what about Stanislas guys what about a big punt on Stanislas bring him in for the last three game weeks come on Solanke mate Solanke <laughs> Solanke <laughs> yeah, now he's scored too that he's going to he's off on a roll a bit like McColdrick oh, yeah he's going to he's going to run past Otomendi uh, like a the, uh, like a wind 
<laughs> a forest camp. Yeah. I think uh, a Bournemouth asset away to City would be uh, Why not? definitely a waste of a transfer this week. <laughs> Bring in Stanislav. He is the man. There's no question about it. Anyway, if, if you liked what you heard today and would like to support the podcast, please do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. I realised that I didn't list uh, Mikhail Topfam's algorithm patron. His is patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. Also, if you want to check our website out, it's fplsurgery.com. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Reddit, and Twitter at FPL surgery. Email me info at fplsurgery.com. So Josh, how do you feel? You're going to be taking over soon. It was a good pod. Thanks, thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you. Yeah, can't wait. Bring on next season for two reasons. One, because I'm going to be uh, doing a survey every week, and also because uh, I can get rid of this crap season in terms of my <laughs> rank. It's, been the... yeah. it's currently on track to be my worst ever. So um, yeah, bring on September. Yeah, you're not the you're not the only one. Uh, the next podcast we will announce. Who else is going to be taking over in the hot chair? So good luck in your game weeks, everyone. And Stefan? Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.